Now let's move on. Uh, a few weeks ago, just over a week and a half, I think it was the Apex Awards, and of course there were winners there and there were losers, and many people uh, particularly delighted. We've chatted some of the winners last week, but it is a person who gets a legend award, um, and that only obviously goes to a legend. And uh, we thought, well, good chance to talk to him. I had the pleasure of meeting him there. Uh, that I'm talking about in Cuenca. Como, who's now the outgoing man in the ad in, in the ad industry because I believe he's sort of moving on. Uh, so it's a good time then to reflect on his absolutely amazing career, executive chairman of uh, FCB South Africa. Uh, so good chatting to you in Quenque. High. Good morning. Jacques. Good good morning good indeed. Morning Thank you, and, and and you are the absolute legend because even after you you were you'd got your award, people like uh, Abi Mokhatswani from Ogilvy tweeted about you, and and everybody's just so much in awe of your remarkable contribution. Can you quite believe, you know, what you've achieved in in your career in advertising? To be to be honest, you know, uh, one one must say uh, with all humility, it's it's difficult to sit from one's position and say, this is what I achieved. You do things because you believe things have got to be done. And then you get surprised afterwards when people say, oh, that was good. Uh, when we got into the business, ourselves, you will know that uh, South Africa was not where it was, not just politically, but even business-wise. Mm, mm, mm. And um, our industry, advertising, was probably the one industry where you had black budgets, white budgets, and ads for white people, as for black people, etc., etc. So coming from that kind of background and uh, moving on and kind of getting things sorted out, it's not something that one can actually look back on and say, I did that deliberately, I did that deliberately. Somewhere, uh, good fortune attended the works that we were doing, but I guess also goodwill uh, from people that we interacted with. Mm. Now, now you and you made the point. Even now, people talk about the lack of or the slow pace of transformation in the ad industry. But in your case, you were probably the absolute forerunner. So, how then did you get involved in this industry? Uh, that's that's what uh, but that happened by by chance, frankly. You know, and um, I got into this industry as we, we always say in good English. I think uh, it was serendipity because. <laughs> Uh, it was looking for something to do, uh, either having to go out into exile. And uh, so I got in as a trainee copyright in 1983. And all the years that have come through, um, and we were blessed with one thing, I guess, that we had uh, men who then had the courage, and I'm talking of Len Van Zyl, who was then... Uh, what we used to call MD, which today would be CEO, mm. uh, Len Van Zyl, who, if one looks at it from uh, the vantage point, should have had no reason employing a black person with the kind of record that I had. So uh, thanks to men of that caliber, the Jim Haynes, who saw the opportunity and the talent. But more than anything else, I think... Uh, the, 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 the need for transformation in this country predated uh, our use of the word transformation. Mm, absolutely. So, okay, so, since then, then, you know, from, from, that, uh, from that fortuitous start, you've then, you know, landed up uh, uh, being involved in big, big agencies and, and also holding some key positions within the industry. I mean, just, just rattle through some of those names of agencies or NGOs that you've been involved in. 
uh, agency-wise, I started with what was known then as Lindsay Smith's FCB, which became um, uh, FCB South Africa, draft FCB, now back to FCB. So I've actually stayed in one place. The involvement has been mired in the industry itself. Uh, I was fortunate to chair what was known then as the AAA Association of Advertising mm. Agencies, which we know today as the ACA. Association for Communication and Advertising. Um, and I was also privileged to have the opportunity of chairing the Advertising Standard Authority. But before one got to that level, uh, we had to be exposed to the industry. We had a probably bending desire. And when I say we, I'm talking about men and women that I found in the industry who felt that we needed to make our industry representative of South Africa. You know, advertising affects, I think, I guess now we have 51 million people in this country. Mm, mm, advertising mm. affects 51 million people. A baby who's being born today is already a victim, if one uses the word, of advertising. Because mom is looking at newspapers or listening to radio or television and she's being told about pampas, purity, and everything else. So even before the baby can make a decision, mom or dad has already made a decision based on advertising. We just had elections. Exactly the same thing happened. Such an important factor for life was determined by the fact that people were out there saying, vote for this party, vote for that party. So it was absolutely critical that an industry that has so much influence and of this magnitude should be representative of this country. Hi, a couple of, happy to take a couple of calls if you we knew, if you want to say hi to to the legend, really the advertising legend in Cuenca in Como, um, winning a, a lifetime achievement award a couple of weeks back at the Apex Awards. You can call into 0891104207. He's been the chair of uh, FCB South Africa. It's had various names before, but FCB South Africa. Well, you can do that. Uh, 0891104207. Why, why then do you think you've succeeded? It's a combination of factors. I think I think there was goodwill uh, amongst a lot of people that I was fortunate to work with. And I recall here uh, the late Madalam Patel, uh, the late George Marulin, men who, when I got into the industry, set me down and said quite clearly, we've got to make sure that this industry is representative and made their souls rest in peace. But there have been other people, um, Peter Wundler, uh, was one of the pioneers yes, that I joined at the AAA mm. then, the ACA today. And uh, having come from a background that said the country needed things to change, there was no way that any individual could make any difference by themselves. And that is why we worked together. I don't know how much is known about CAFE, Communication and Advertising Forum for Empowerment, which we started. Well, well, sure. well t- tell us about it. Yeah, this was it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a forum that we started with um, people like uh, Mbali, Tahriso, uh, Mohale, uh, Ashley, and a number of other Sam Kemby, uh, because it was critical at the time that those of us who were black and in the communication industry, excuse me, especially advertising, uh, should avoid the division, which was artificial, you know, 
uh, our MDs met together. They were all members of either Rand Club or Inambe Club, mm-hmm. and they had dreams together. But we were supposed to look at each other as enemies. Because I worked for FCB, I was not supposed to be seen <laughs> someone from Ogilvy. Mm-hmm. When we got into the industry, that's how bad it was amongst us black people. You know, We never had any formal gatherings unless we happened to collide at Lurie's or anything like that. Yeah, well, I'm going to find out what counterparts met. Uh, virtually every day. Okay, let, let's get a couple of calls. 0891-104-207 in Quinky and Como is with me, a lifetime achiever at the recent Apex Awards. So, a fascinating story he is telling us all about indeed. Jack uh, from Plattenberg Bay. Hi, Jack. Hi, morning to you, Ashraf, and congratulations to your guest. Thank you. Um, Ashraf, you know, I've phoned in the past and spoke about the propagandist nature of advertising. Yeah. But I've got a question for your guest because, um, you know, on the one hand, advertising uh, during apartheid and so entrenched to particular um, ideologies. Some of it may have been negative, but also I'm in my 40s and I remember that in the 80s we started seeing adverts of black people with white people drinking together. And where mm-hmm. I was living in my society, that wasn't happening. And there were these images of integration. Of, of of people, um, uh, you know, living together, eating and drinking together, being together. I'm uh, just wondering if your guest could re- reflect on those two elements, the one of uh, negative stereotypes or, or, or and, on the other hand, um, being involved in developing a, a better society. Okay, in- in- interesting one you bring up. Thank you so much for that, uh, Jack in Plattenberg Bay. Okay, in Quenque, you've got that negative stereotypes on the one hand, but then also the propagandist nation. I think he's referring to, you know, people mixing, uh, you know, in a pub uh, where the reality is still not the case, but certainly at that stage, maybe 10, 15 years ago, it never happened. Your your thoughts in, in terms of the role of, of the ad agencies pushing people to think like that? You know, the, 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 the responsibility that uh, we have as advertising people uh, is to link the consumer with the brand or the product. And the truth that we tell must be a truth that resonates with the consumer in terms of the product. That's number one. So negative stereotyping. We come also from backgrounds where, indeed, as I indicated, South Africa was divided, but, but seriously divided in the advertising world. Thank God that has changed. Mm-hmm. But the negative stereotyping is something that can be done deliberately because someone says, take the mickey out of X and Y and Z. Hopefully that should end up as something that we we'll all laugh at. Or it could be ingrown attitudes that we as creators of the, of the advertising or the communication have, and therefore without actually uh, meaning to be negative, we start projecting that kind of a thing. Now, when we come to what we used to call uh, black versus white, and then you talk about inclusion mm-hmm. of uh, either black people in white scenes or white yes. people... Some, some may call it social engineering, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now... Truly, I think, let's give credit to the advertising world for that. Because we were sitting in a country that was trading, that was hurting. And I think part of the responsibility that we have is to try and project a future that we aspire for. And for me, and I think the industry as a whole, those ads began to demonstrate a spirit that South Africa was yearning for. That in our hearts, we felt we had, but the country 
was refusing to let us to get there. So it was putting an ideal situation, sometimes not realistic, but I'm saying ideal situation that the country aimed for. And the products that we're talking about, especially uh, the beers and stuff like that, lended themselves to that kind of a situation. And advertising, being a social interactive uh, instrument itself, took advantage of projecting that future. All right, so so with the world having changed, you know, certainly South Africa changed considerably, but the world changes all the time. How has advertising for you changed? And I'm talking personally in terms of how you approach, you know, creating good adverts. I think I think in in a, in a, in, a, in a country, uh, what I have actually seen is what we tried to do and fight for many many years ago, to have people who conceptualize great ideas, who are part and parcel of this country, who don't sit and translate or take ideas from overseas and adapt them. That is happening more and more. We still have a few ads that uh, come from overseas, but by and large, the industry is now thriving. And I look at the young talent that is coming through. Besides the fact that a lot of black young people have come into the industry on the creative side, on the management side, but what I'm beginning to appreciate is that there is a sense that says South Africa is neither black nor white. Mm-hmm. South Africa is an amalgamation of all the people who live in it and their aspirations should be codified in such a way that they themselves can feel resonated. And I think it's happening uh, amongst the young creatives. I'm not, the, I'm not one for social media consumption per se, but I'm sure that you will attest to the fact that our listeners will attest to the fact that the kind of discourse that is happening at that level is something that we never imagined, let alone 50 years ago, probably even 15 or 10 years ago. Mm, good point. Well, what for you then, maybe the three best campaigns that you've been involved in? Um, yeah, sometimes sometimes it's not nice to talk about clients. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you anyway. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, we have the Toyota um, for, for a number of reasons. First of all, it was the first time that in the old South Africa, I wrote an ad for the white market when they wrote an ad for Toyota. Okay. So it's wow. very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, in particular, there is the, the, the campaign that we did with Andre van Yerden, Johan Bru, for the, for the tears. Uh, when the tears broke out of the, of the, of the box, uh, and the next one was followed by the baby tears being that. That campaign was one of the greatest campaigns that uh, I, I, I was associated with. And uh, we also, I worked on the meat board, and um, I recall specifically the youth campaign that I was, that I was in, involved with, uh, that uh, as young deputy creative, no, I was still top chief at the time. Uh, and then there was, um, well, you said three, now I was going mm. about to give you four. Well, you can, you can give me four, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. Okay, yeah. there was then the, 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 the Sassel little boy, Ed. Of course, yes. Um, which we, we, we did with Gary Bush at the time he was creative director, executive creative director. I think I was creative director at the time. And uh, there was the, 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 the AFSA campaign with Nigel Fox and uh, some of the guys which, um, if you recall, please don't go, where we had the bankers singing and trying to beg uh, the clients not to leave them because they were not delivering. And uh, at that time, it was one of the most hard-hitting um, 
Lovely, lovely adverts. Well, you need to write the book, uh, Tembella. That's Margaret uh, Masala. You may know the name, saying, Congrats, Quenque. Uh, I worked with you at Lindsay Smithers in Brian McMillan's department. You are a star, Ashraf. Please give him my contact. So uh, we'll, we'll try and connect the two of you. Uh, Kahiso is saying, What a walking library you're profiling there. I respect the man, can teach us a lot in advertising world. Nice package of show today as well. So glad that you do that. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I know about you, in fact, you were the chief scout of South Africa in 1997. And, and uh, maybe with the way that, considering that Bafana are not in the World Cup, you should be the chief scout of the Bafana team. So yeah. w- what are you going to do now that, that you are effectively retiring? Uh, yeah, um, the, the, quite, the quite a number of things that I'm hoping I'll, I'll, I'll put right. Um, one, one of them obviously being all the stuff I'm sitting with, which I've been threatening to publish, to publish, which I've edited and re-edited and probably even messed up a little bit. So I should have time to actually see if I can uh, get that sorted out for publishing. And then there is the uh, men's, uh, Christian men's ministry that I'm involved with. Uh, we're trying to organize men in, in the church or within our, our Christian community to work together and hopefully do lots of things. Okay, and great. And the last mm. one, obviously, is to also uh, try and do the best that one can do uh, to get, uh, you know, family hopefully prospering and getting things sorted out. Have that responsibility, I'm sure about that. Let's leave it at that. Thank you so much for your time. And it's it's absolute privilege really talking to you and allowing us to, you know, get an insight into your life. So thank you for your time. As far as the rest of the people are concerned, if you wish to connect with him, I suggest just drop me an email. That's the best way to do it. Email me. I'll then put you onto Nkwenko and you can drop that email to ashraf at safm.co.za. Someone called, I think it's called R, uh, saying, love your guest, great South African. Of course, he's a great South African. And uh, So thank you so much for your time. Most thank appreciated. you very much. God thank you. And a very distinctive dresser, if you've seen pictures of him. Uh, nobody looks like him in this entire country, consistently, so that I can tell you. Which is important, because the next thing we're talking about is, uh, what about mall shopping insights? So there's a chance I may, just when I'm done today, uh, go out shopping with my wife. Uh, and, and I've said so before, often sentence that is probably the place that I would go to besides other markets. So I find it interesting that uh, Gibbs and Prime Media Unlimited have put together a series of insights into a mall shopper. Could they be talking about people like me and you? We'll find out after this.